when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. And I also think just be intentional. You can't just sell to them every single week. You got to give them value of teaching them about something or taking a blog post and repurposing it into an email or giving them a freebie, um, mixing it up. If you get freebies every week, they're going to keep looking for that every week. And then when you go sell them, they're not going to want to buy from you. So I think mixing it up is really important. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten, a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hello. 
Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. Today, we have another special guest, and Melissa is going to talk all about email marketing. I think that she has a lot of great insight, so I cannot wait for you to listen inside this conversation all about email marketing and tips that you can use to utilize for your own TPT business. All right, um, we have a special guest, Melissa Seidman. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Go ahead and tell us about yourself and your teaching experience. What did you do as a teacher if you were an educator? I'm, I'm actually still in the classroom. I'm a history. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm still um, a history teacher and I've been teaching for 15 years now. I have my admin degree and I have a master's in special ed. So I've variety of uh, repertoire within my teaching belt and balance email marketing. Um, Like just naturally, I loved doing it. I took a course and then I, like it took off with my own store and I just loved doing it. And then all of a sudden it just started to be like, people wanted to hire me, which was kind Mm -hmm. of cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. What grades did you teach or what grades do you currently teach? I should say. I currently teach 12th grade uh, okay. teach government and economics, and I plan on leaving actually this June. Which I'm oh, excited. wow. That's awesome. That's great that you're able to do that. So talk to us. I know you mentioned, um, like you're, you're a teacher, you're a TPT seller. So go ahead and talk to us about your journey as a seller on teachers pay teachers. And then also how you kind of, it kind of led you into, um, VA services and helping other TPT sellers as a VA. Yeah. So I've been selling on my website for quite a few years. Um, I'm only recently actually new with TPT, um, which is kind of interesting, but um, I've been selling on my website and I've been using email marketing for a number of years now. I think this is my fourth or fifth year. And I took focus success course and I took uh, Lisa Fink's email marketing course Mm -hmm. and I took it off. I basically took off with my store um, with automations and having things go out automatically with emails. And all of a sudden, then some people started questioning, do you want to run my email campaign? And I never even thought that was an option. Um, And I got really excited about working with other sellers. And then all of a sudden I niched down into being only email and only SEO for blogging. And I have absolutely loved the experience of working with other sellers and seeing their emails come to life and Mm -hmm. increasing their click rates and making more money. And I, I love seeing the success of my clients. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the idea. Just, I feel like in our, I'm sure it's in other niches as well, but just the idea of being able to collaborate, like if you know, email is not your strong point or product listings are not your strong point, you can always hire help or ask for help from other TPT sellers. And, you know, just being able to hire out the things that you're not really strong at is always a really great way to work smarter and not harder. Yeah, no, I, uh, when I first started, I was actually trying to be a VA for like all these different things. I was trying to do Instagram and Facebook and Google docs. And I realized quickly that I was not good at those things. Um, yeah. email was my thing. And I, once I started, um, really focusing on that, I've it taken off, I've taken a bunch of professional development courses and I just absolutely love it. it. Started as like a hobby for me. And now it's become a complete passion for me. 
That's awesome. So you, I know you're clearly, you know, very well-versed in email marketing and we're going to kind of step back and kind of open up, you know, for the, the audience members who may not really know what it really entails and we'll get in a little bit deeper, but for you, what does email marketing mean? Yeah. Um, email marketing to me means being consistent, being organized and building rapport with your customers. So for me, it means sending an email the same time, the same week or the same time every single other week, depending on when you send your emails, but being consistent with emails and building a rapport with the teachers that you're working with. Yes. That's a great definition. Cause I know like I'm on many email lists but I can remember, like, I can recognize when certain email marketers or certain uh, people that I follow send emails, they send it the same time each week. They're very consistent at it. And so it's like, even though, you know, I'm not like, oh, this person's going to send it on Monday at six. And, you know, I can always anticipate them always coming in my inbox. And so that's really. And you look forward to them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think email, you got to think of as like a long-term strategy. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You're not going to get like, people get upset with me. Why can't I get more subscribers? But the reality is it takes time to build that trust, build that rapport, get people to trust you enough to give you their email. I mean, email is very personal to a lot of people mm-hmm. in that you don't give it out to someone just randomly. Exactly. You, you are intentional when you give out your email. Yes, Definitely. Um, so one question I have for you, why is it important to be intentional with emails that we send to our audience? What's the whole idea of being intentional with what we send? So with everything with TPT, batching is extremely important. And I think batching your emails is also very important. So if you sit down every single week to write the next week email, you're going to be struggling to what do I write? But if you think of it as a month in advance or a couple months in advance, Well, what holidays come up? What sales are coming up? What do I want to market particularly in the next month? Um, I have my clients try to plan out what is the month ahead so they're not just thinking on the fly. What do they want to email? Um, Being intentional with emails is like really important to think of like what, what, what are the teachers facing? What challenges are they facing? What holidays are coming up? What really sold well for me last March or April? And what do I want to then market in the, those months? So it's really important to think of that. Um, and I also think just be intentional. You can't just sell to them every single week. You got to give them value of teaching them about something or taking a blog post and repurposing it into an email or giving them a freebie, um, mixing it up. If you get freebies every week, they're going to keep looking for that every week. And then when you go sell them, they're not going to want to buy from you. So I think mixing it up is really important. Yes. That's a really good point because um, like just having some type of strategy, not just every week sitting there like, okay, this week I'm going to write about a sale happening or the next week I'm going to write about a blog post, but really kind of just what you just said, just having a plan as you are planning ahead for each month on what you're sending to your audience. Cause it can definitely make or break people who who are just tired of seeing, you know, all these sale emails every week, they're just going to unsubscribe. It's yeah. So, And, and the big tip I have for that is like, no matter what you use, whether you're a paper planner person or you're a digital planner person, get somewhere where you keep an email log. So as you think of things throughout the month, oh, this would be great to send in March, just add into your 
email log, I have a Trello card where I just keep track of what I want to send in an email, mm-hmm. but like plan ahead. So then when you have to go write that email, you have a bunch of ideas from the month before of what would have been good. Cause you're going to think of stuff when you're in the shower, you're going to think yeah. of stuff when you're driving your car, you're going to think of it whenever. So mm-hmm. just keep a list wherever you are, whether it's a notebook or um, a digital planner. And that helps, I yeah. think too. Currently my ideas go into my notes app on my phone. Yeah, that works. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's where all my thoughts go in that app. So I know you have experience working with many teacher sellers out there of, you know, varying degrees of experience from those just beginning starting their TPT store to those well-established and have been on TPT for years. Um, throughout, I guess, the time you've been working with TPT sellers, what is the biggest challenge or mistake you notice um, they're making when it comes to email marketing? I think um, not being consistent is one of the biggest challenges. Um, they'll send an email, some sellers will just send an email every sale and then think that they're fine when they send emails, but all of a sudden the people don't want to buy from them. So I think being consistent with emails and setting a goal, like I want to send an email once a month, or I want to send an email twice a month, or I want to send an email every week. Um, that's important. And I also think Another challenge that sellers are not utilizing is automations or sequences. Mm-hmm. We use Flowdesk, it's called a workflow. Uh, those are huge moneymakers. So imagine you give a freebie and then you have a series of emails to follow up with it. Typically what I do is I give a freebie and then I give a teaching email, teaching them about the freebie. Then I give an upsell email and then I give a hard upsell email. So typically an email automation is four emails trying to upsell that product. And a lot of sellers I see, even big and small, do not have automation set up. And the benefit of doing that is that you're making money when you're playing with your kids, when you're going for a walk, when you're going to bed. When people sign up for a freebie, they then get a series of emails to upsell the bundle that goes with the freebie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know like um, tagging in a dish, I, I'm sure Flowdesk has it. I know ConvertKit has it, but just tagging appropriately for what they are opting into can really help guide um, you know, what your audience is interested in so that you can send the appropriate. So you're not just sending blanket emails to everybody. Every time you send out an email, you can be strategic with what you're sending, if it's a certain resource or product line. So I like that, um, you know, as well, just being able to do that. I have some big sellers who are doing, having a lot of success right now with, um, writing a weekly email to everybody. And then if someone clicks a link in that email, they then get an upsell to that freebie or the upsell to the email. So it's just an extra email a week. So imagine then you're taking this cold list, making them hot because they had an interest in it and then send them an email to follow up. You would love this product. So it's kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. Kind of an email like, and a half a week. I'm going to have to test that out on, for my own email list in the next couple of months. That's a really great idea. Yeah. So um, as far as, you know, we know like it's important to be consistent email, like being consistent every week or even if, if it's every week for you or every, however often it is, it needs to be consistent at it. But what about like the actual content in the email? That could be a little tricky as well to think about like what exactly to write about to your followers each week. So um, how could teacher authors write email copy that drives traffic to TPT resources? So so they're like, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that they're clicking on the email, they see the subject and, but they're not going in and clicking the links to the TPT resources. 
how can we get them to um, go, you know, click on those links to drive traffic to their store? I think having timely resources that relates to the time period. So like teachers right now are completely overwhelmed in the classroom. So trying to think of a problem that they're encountering in the classroom and then your solution would be what the product you have. So writing about how challenging it is to do X, Y, or Z in the classroom and then say, but it doesn't have to be challenging. This is what you can do to um, improve your classroom environment or do something related to that. So I think, think of it like a problem and a solution. Uh, and your product is always that solution. I also think uh, using blog posts and repurposing blog posts into the emails can drive traffic to your blog and also drive traffic to your resources that way. Because emails shouldn't be long. A lot of sellers do get into that habit that they should be really long paragraphs and they really shouldn't be. There just should be snippets, click here to learn more um, type thing. Yeah, and I know like, I'm, you know, there's big marketing gurus out there that like, even in, I notice in their emails are super long, but I feel like we, you know, we can get those really good advice from those marketers, but just knowing our niche and our audience, I don't think teachers are going to really have the time or patience to go through all those long emails and find at the bottom, you know, a, a link to click on. So I think, I feel like teachers would be like short and sweet, make it really visual, you know, make them want to click. I have, we have really great open rates just because a lot of sellers, I know you're not supposed to put too many images in the email, but we get great click-through rates when people put images because images do really sell our products. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes a big difference. Um, putting a couple images in each email, be careful. You don't put too much. There's like a fine line. Yeah. And speaking of that, I know there's a lot of like templates in Flowdesk and ConvertKit. Um, are you a fan of those, like utilizing that? Or are you a fan of just, you know, HTML, like regular text with adding images? I, I do whatever my clients want. So some clients have a template, some clients don't, some clients want plain text, some clients don't want the layouts. Um, it really depends on the client. It really depends on who you listen to. It's crazy. Like Amy Porterfield will sell one thing and then Jenna Kutcher will say a completely other thing. So it really depends on who you're listening to and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, I usually do what the sellers want. In terms of like open rate and click rates, I have sellers that do and don't um, have email, like land, not landing pages, templates, and it doesn't make a difference usually for click through rates. Um, okay. I do think recognizing a brand is important, but I also think like a template can be overdone. So you got to be, there's a fine line with that too. Yeah. Just be careful with that. So that's good to hear that, um, you know, you hear like different size and it's not really quite clear, but it's good to hear that there's not really a significant difference as far as click through rates and all of that. So that's good to hear. So you have a ton of great tips. I think this, I know a lot of these listeners are going to be able to incorporate this week in their um, email marketing plan. So where could we learn more information about email marketing from you? Yeah, I have an email marketing Facebook group that is tailored just to teacherpreneurs. So I have some like tutors on there, but it's mainly teacher authors from TPT. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash email marketing that works, email marketing that works, or you could just search email marketing for teacherpreneurs. Um, I would love to have you. And you can also find me on Instagram at not another virtual assistant. All right. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here on the creative teacher podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right. Well, I hope you loved the conversation that I had with Melissa. I know she has a ton of great tips that she shared with us during our conversation. So your creative action tip, as always, when I have a special guest, is to make sure you take one of their actionable, easy, quick steps. See what you could do to implement her tips into your business. If you incorporate email marketing, which I totally recommend everybody do. All right. Well, that is the end of the episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Creative Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also find me on Instagram at the Southern Teach. I cannot wait for you to join me in the next episode for more tips and inspiration. Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.